Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Monday, March 6, 2023, and this is day 1811 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and praise you and glorify you above all others. Thank you so, so much for being our Lord and our Savior. Thank you, Lord, for equipping us to go forth and fulfill the purpose that you have for us today. I thank you for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask my Lord that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Today's message is, that's too far. Now, that's just too far. (laughs) We know we're in our own lives. We know that we need to set boundaries. And, and, And if we don't know that, once we go too far, we may be able to recognize that, you know what, I need to implement something here to keep myself safe and others safe, uh, just to protect me from me, (laughs) to have self-control. So we're going to learn a little bit more about these boundaries and what can happen when we don't use self-control. We're coming out of Daniel chapter 5, starting at verse 1 through 31. And remember, we just um, talked about King Nebuchadnezzar uh, recently, and then now this is his son. King Nebuchadnezzar learned a great, um, he learned how to do away with pride. Pride was very strong in his life, and it was taking him down to the point of where he was on all fours as an animal, grew hair, and grew Uh, nails and claws and and lost his mind for seven years until he humbled himself. Now his, let's learn a little bit about his son again in Daniel chapter five, starting at verse one. King Belshazzar gave a great banquet for a thousand of his nobles and drank wine with them. While Belshazzar was drinking his wine, he gave orders to bring in the gold and silver goblets that Nebuchadnezzar, his father, had taken from the temple in Jerusalem so that the king and his nobles and his wives and his concubines might drink from them. So they brought in the gold goblets that had been taken from the temple of God in Jerusalem. And the king and his nobles, his wives and his concubines drank from them. So it was like they were literally making a mockery out of God's um, sacred things. You know, there are certain things that we should not do that like in your church, you should not use your church as a uh, place where people come in and, and turn it into a club. You know, you may rent it out for weddings and things like that, but you want to be careful. You don't want to use uh, God's sacred offerings, tithe and offering to use on things that are not uh, glorifying God. So we need to be aware of even today, things that we could do that go against God's will. Verse four says, as they drank the wine, they praised the gods of gold and silver, 
of bronze, iron, wood, and stone. Suddenly, the fingers of a human hand appeared and wrote on the plaster of the wall near the lampstand in the royal palace. Now, I can't even fathom seeing a hand, just a hand, and seeing it starting to write on the wall. You don't see a body. You don't see an arm. You see a hand. And it says, the king watched the hand as it wrote. His face turned pale, and, and he was so frightened that his legs became weak, and his knees were knocking. The king summoned the enchanters, astrologers, and diviners. Then he said to these wise men of Babylon, Whoever reads this writing and tells me what it means will be clothed in purple and have a gold chain placed around his neck. And purple was like royalty. You are of stature. You're someone special. And he will be made the third highest ruler in the kingdom. Then all the king's wise men came in, but they could not read the writing or tell the king what it meant. So King Belshazzar became even more terrified and his face grew more pale. His nobles were baffled. And I would imagine they were probably afraid too because he could have had them killed by not being able to interpret what this meant. The queen... Hearing the voices of the king and his nobles came into the banquet hall. May the king live forever, she said. Don't be alarmed. Don't look so pale. There is a man in your kingdom who has the spirit of the holy gods in him. In the time of your father, he was found to have insight and intelligence and wisdom like that of the gods. Your father, King Nebuchadnezzar, appointed him chief of the magicians, enchanters, astrologers, and diviners. He did this because Daniel, whom the king called Belteshazzar, was found to have keen mind and knowledge and understanding, and also the ability to interpret dreams, explain riddles, and solve difficult problems. Call for Daniel, and he will tell you what the writing means. Now, this is another thing. Many times you might feel overlooked. It could be at your job. It could be anywhere that God is sending you, you may people may not even realize you're there, but there's a time coming when someone has noticed and they know what you know how to do well because God has blessed you in that area. He has anointed you in that area and they're going to call on you to say, will you please help us? Just be ready. Be ready. Be steadfast and continue going and pressing your way. And this also lets us know the the queen knew the history uh, about their her father-in-law, and so did the son. So there's no excuse. Verse 13, so Daniel was brought before the king, and the king said to him, are you Daniel, one of the exiles from my father, one of the exiles my father, the king, brought from Judah? I have heard that the spirit of the gods is in you, and that you have insight, intelligence, and outstanding wisdom. The wise men and enchanters were brought before me to read this writing and tell me what it means, but they cannot explain it. Now I have heard that you are able to give interpretations to solve difficult problems. If you can read this writing and tell me what it means, you will be clothed in purple and have a gold chain placed around your neck, and you will be made the third highest ruler in the kingdom. Then Daniel answered the king, you may keep your gifts for yourself and give your rewards to someone else. Nevertheless, I will read the writing for the king and tell him what it means. 
basically Daniel saying, you can't buy what I've got. <laughs> and, and, you know, the king could have had him killed for that, but he was willing to, and to interpret the, to interpret the dream that's not favorable, uh, or to interpret the handwriting that was not favorable. Um, he, he, Daniel had been in this for a long time. He was getting much older and, uh, it wasn't about uh, material things. He wasn't driven by that. And we too should not be driven by material things. Verse 18, your majesty, the most high God gave your father, Nebuchadnezzar, <clears throat> sovereignty and greatness and glory and splendor. Because of the high position he gave him, all the nations and peoples of every language dreaded and feared him. Those the king wanted to put to death, he put to death. Those he wanted to spare, he spared. Those he wanted to promote, <clears throat> he promoted. And those he wanted to humble, he humbled. But when his heart became arrogant and hardened with pride, he was deep deposed from his royal throne and stripped of his glory he was driven away from the people and given the mind of an animal he lived with the wild donkeys and ate grass like the ox and his body was drenched with dew of heaven until he acknowledged that the most high god is sovereign over all kingdoms on earth and sets over them anyone he wishes. So Daniel's giving him some history. He's reminding him of what happened to his father. But you, Belshazzar, his son, have not humbled yourself, though you knew all this. Instead, you have set yourself up against the Lord of heaven. You had the goblets from his temple brought to you. And you and your nobles, your wives, your concubines, drink wine from them. You notice God told Daniel this. Daniel was not there to see this. You praise the gods of silver and gold, of bronze, iron, wood, and stone, which cannot see or hear or understand. But you did not honor the God who holds in his hand your life and all your ways. Therefore, he sent the hand that wrote the inscription. This is the inscription that was written. Mani, mani, tekil, parsin. Here's what these words mean. Mani, God has numbered the days of your reign and brought it to an end. Tekil, you have been weighed on the scales and found wanting. Perez, your kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and Persians. Then at Belshazzar's command, Daniel was clothed in purple. A gold chain was placed around his neck. And he was proclaimed the third highest ruler in the kingdom. That very night, Belshazzar, king of the Babylonians, was slain. And Darius the Mede took over the kingdom at the age of 62. This happened very quickly. And there are times, y'all, we are, we are uh, operating some, in some cases on borrowed time. That means that our time is going to be up at any second. And it's a matter of us getting things right with God. Point number one, have you ever gone overboard with something? Maybe eating way too much to the point of making yourself sick? Or even over-exercising. Imagine that, right? <laughs> Not stretching beforehand and maybe pulling a muscle or, or maybe even taking on too many projects. 
I'm guilty of all of these in the past and more. <laughs> I learned a great lesson after each of these incidents. It's now setting boundaries for myself um, and sticking with it. You know, we can we can set boundaries and then not even abide by them. I have to talk to myself and remind myself. Remember what happened to you last time? Remember when you got drunk like that before? How sick you were? Remember when you smoked all that weed and did all that crack and did whatever it was you were doing and how you nearly died? Remember how it affected your heart, your blood pressure? Remember how that blood clot because of something that you should not have been doing and, and sometimes in blood clots we is out of our control. But there are certain things that we can do that can harm our bodies. And then later in life, we're wondering why are we going through the things we're going through? And God has given us warning after warning after warning. That's something that the King Belshazzar did not learn. Even though he knew about his father's pride and where it got him, his father, King Nebuchadnezzar, learned a great lesson from his bad choice. He learned how to exalt and glorify the king of heaven above all others. And you notice that I stated he made a bad choice, not a mistake. You know, we have choices that we have to make. And it's up to us to make it either a good choice according to the will of God or a bad choice according to the lust of the flesh. Point number two. We must not fear speaking the truth. When we see someone slipping into darkness, God may say, give them a message. They may ask you, how am I doing? Or what do you, do you think this is right that I'm, what I'm doing? And, and you being a friend or someone you love them and care about them, you may not want to tell them the truth because you know it might hurt their feelings. Mm -mm. Get beyond and past that and understand that this is life or death spiritually. If we can see it from that standpoint, I know what you mean. Been there, done that like, oh, Lord, do I have to tell him? Oh, my goodness, that that's going to create a problem with our relationship. God said, no, 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 that's going to create a problem between me and you and our relationship. <laughs> so let's make sure that we get it straight. Who, Which relationship is the most important to us? Daniel told the king the truth, even though kings would often kill the bearer of bad news. But Daniel was not afraid to tell the truth to the king, even though it was not what he wanted to hear. If you feel like you're going too far in the opposite direction of God's plan for your life, get things right before it's too late. God loves you so much that he's been patiently waiting for you to come back to him. But that time can be up at any moment. So get things right today. Don't wait. Don't put it off. You know, I remember doing some mediations and several, maybe about, um, oh, about four years ago. And uh, it was pretty heavy at a school where, you know, there was, um, you know how uh, it, it gets into this point of the cycle of revenge. And it seems like it never ends. And that's what was happening at this particular school. And it was mainly a group of girls. And I'll never remember, I'll never forget uh, we did, it was probably about four girls and maybe against two other girls and their clans. You know, it was like, you know, you got your group and I got my group and they got into it and it was over something very trivial. It always is. And they got into a fight 
and then you would think it was over. And it wasn't. The parents got involved. And you would think when the parents got involved that they would squash it. But that's not what happened in this case. While being in a room together with all the people, and after we did the pre-mediations and decided, okay, we can have them in there together and it would be safe. There was some security, not far. (laughs) But the girls talked far more maturely than the parents. The parents uh, were literally talking about they should have kicked they you know what and they shouldn't have done this and shouldn't have done that. And it got so far, it went so far in this meeting that there was a parent and a grandmother there. And I didn't even know it was the grandparent. And they were both looking at the video of their daughter and granddaughter beating somebody up that that was a part of that mediation. And they were laughing like, look, she got her. She did this in the middle of the of the mediation. And my colleague and I had to say, put the phone away. We had to literally reprimand the parents. The youth were acting far more mature than the parents and the grandparent. I said, this is the problem. And so this mediation went from let's work things out to us actually giving advice and correcting the parents and the grandparents. It got so bad that even what we learned in this mediation was that the parents took the kids to the other person's house to jump them. And one parent jumped in and fought a child because her daughter didn't want to fight. It got extremely ugly. That went too far. Just fighting has gone too far. But now when you've got this is mounting up and mounting up with parents egging it on, grandparents egging it on, taking them to the place to fight each other. No, that's not acceptable. And God is not pleased. And so we ended up putting the parents out of the mediation and talking with the girls alone. And uh, they were able to work through the situation. And we had to have really frank conversation, truth, to let them know that sometimes even our own parents can be telling you the wrong thing. In this case, if they're telling you to go fight somebody, that is not acceptable. And that will get you put in prison. And you've got too much going on for you to end up in prison. Anybody does because of making a bad choice. And so they were able to work through that situation and we were able to talk to the parents separately. Um, But, you know, it was much prayer uh, in that. It's always much prayer before doing any kind of mediation for me. And I just, I learned so much that day on understanding the things that are going on in our world. Uh, A lot of people that are, that have stretched way uh, outside of the boundaries that God would have us to be within. And and if this is you, this may not be the same situation. It could be uh, like we encountered some of our kiddos that in our in T-Zone. One of the things that we've had to do is set boundaries on the snacks. <laughs> we love snacks, right? But on the sweets. And one little boy, he ate way too much and got very sick. And other kids are like, no, I don't want any more. And they know their boundaries. 
but sometimes we can tempt people uh, when it comes to things like that. So we've learned uh, how to just put out so much and put the rest away uh, because we don't want anyone getting sick and we understand that they may not be at that level of self-control yet, but still teaching them at the same time. What is it that God is showing you? What is he speaking to your heart and letting you know that you've gone too far and it's time to reel yourself back in through the power of the Holy Spirit who will reel you in. He's been waiting on you all this time. It's time to yield and say, help me, Lord Jesus, with this and give it to him. Lay it at his feet and ask for forgiveness and make that about face and go and do what God has called you to do. It's not too late and we will we all mess up. We all do, whatever the situation is. But it's time to get back up and get back on track and don't look back. Let's continue to look forward. All right. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's what it's all about. Spend an eternity with Jesus Christ and with God the Father. Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y, cksministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on tzonekc.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community, teaching our youth life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation, DIY, do-it-yourself, home repairs, and we're also teaching them human and sex trafficking awareness. We thank you all so very much for your donations, your prayers, and your support. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.